just let that song in your heart come out now. Just sing it with words, sing it without words. Just sing while we play. You come like the rain, like the rain. You
he reigns. Lift his name up. Let's do it again. Let's lift up his name. Let's sing to him right now. Let's lift up his name. You reign, Lord Jesus. Yeah, I just want to introduce my wonderful friend. I can personally call him a friend. I know him. I know this guy. He's a man of God. And um, I believe he has an international ministry. He walks in an anointing of healing. And um, let's give Heath Adams a hand. Shando. Love you, brother. Hey, do I have the song? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Good morning, gathering. How are you doing today? I'm going to put that right there. It's an honor to be here today. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, when David called me and he asked me, he said, would you do this Sunday for me? I said, yes, sir. I just, I didn't have to pray about it. You know, sometimes you just don't have to pray about things. You just know. And, uh, and it's an honor to be here with you guys. I, uh, I'd like to welcome the uh, online viewers this morning to this live web stream. And uh, we're going to have a great time in the Lord. Are y'all ready to have a great time in the Lord? Because the Lord's doing new things in the earth. How many knows that? How many, how many feels that? That the Lord is doing new things in the earth. He's always doing new things. He's always creating and doing new things. And I just feel really good, Rocky. I just feel good. I would like to honor uh, the pastors, David and Shirley White. Can we just, let's honor them today. Yes. David's a great man of God. We're really good friends. We've just developed a really good friendship. And uh, I have a ministry in Hickory and... Uh, we just kind of honor each other. I've, I've attended at the gathering for the last couple of years. I've been in and out. Uh, as Dylan was talking about, we do have an international ministry. It's called IHT Ministries. And so I got this thing on. I've been old school for years. I've just liked to hold my microphone. So I'm coming out of this, you know, the new thing. So I want to tell you a little bit about myself. 
before we get started this morning. Well, my name's Heath Adams, and uh, years ago I uh, went to seminary school. Some of us call it cemetery school, but I went to seminary school. And uh, the Lord, about halfway through it, I thought I was going to be a pastor for the assemblies of God. And the Lord right turned me and said, I want you to go into a healing ministry. And I was like, "Woo! don't know if I want to do that, Lord, because all I've ever heard is persecution in the healing ministry. But I did because I was obedient. And we just started praying for the sick. We would go house to house. Uh, we were based out of Hickory, North Carolina, and people would just get healed. I mean, we were like 99.9% on a cancer cure rate when, we would, when our team would pray for people. It was just incredible. And so the Lord, you know, if you're faithful in the small things, what does He do? He increases them. He gives you much. And so He did, and we would go two by two, and we would get on airplanes, and people would start calling our ministry, and we would just, uh, we'd go two by two, and we would travel, and we would see great miracles Everywhere that we went, I'll never forget this one particular time. We went, three of us went to uh, New Jersey. And we went to the projects. And I'd never been to the projects, so I didn't know what to expect. But I've been in some pretty rough places. But we went to pray for a, a, a young girl with lupus. And I didn't know that the whole neighborhood was coming. Chris Christie sent his right-hand man there. See, the Lord will do crazy things. And he came and received prayer. Isn't that really cool? So God does great things. And we got to do a, got to uh, pray for people for years. And then the Lord it kept on increasing our ministry. And we started doing these things called Friday Night Fire years and years ago in Hickory. And we just were excited about the Lord and zealous for the Lord. And we just wanted people to be transformed and touched and, and just feel as just authenticity of who he is. And so we would do these services, and we've done them for years, and the Lord's expanded even that, and we're still doing it, and we're actually having one next Friday night in Hickory at our new location, and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that, but, you know, then the Lord expanded us again, and so as Dylan was talking about, we started doing international ministry. Whew, that is a new one. But you know what? If, if we're just obedient, God can continue to grow us, because if we rely on our strength, we can't do it. I can't do anything. See, I can do nothing. I can't heal anybody. I can't do anything. It's only Him. So He has to come to do everything. So we started doing these international crusades, and there we started off, and it would be, you know, four or five hundred people, six or seven hundred people, and they started growing and growing and growing. And we were just in Dominican Republic, our last uh, crusades, and it started off with like 2,000 the first night, and then four or five people got healed. And the next night, it was like five or 6,000. And then the third night, it was like so many people. People were traveling hours to get there. You know, when the Lord shows up, people just travel to get there. Not me. I'm talking about the Lord. When He shows up in the region, people are just, uh, they're, they're, they're sick and they want to be touched by God. And God's going to heal people today in this service. In this service, because that's who He is. All I've done is come to release who He is. That's it. And so the last night was so incredible that last night in Dominican Republic, I've never been a part of anything like this. We were just worshiping the Lord. You know, I wasn't even speaking the, the last night. We were just worshiping. And all of a sudden, all the pastors in that region got in unity from all denominations, from all denominations. And they started just dancing before the Lord. Whoo! 
Woo, they were dancing before the Lord. And this is a Spanish country, so when you go to these Spanish countries, they have dancers and prophetic dancers like we were in here doing the flags this morning. They have teams up there. But all of a sudden, it was just like the glory fell from heaven. It went pow, and it just pow hit the worship leader, and she starts singing prophetically. I mean, she's just singing prophetically. And about that time, it just hit. And all those dancers that were up at the platform started going, they're falling out. Pop, 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 pop. They're just falling out in the glory of God. And then it shoots up across the, the worship team. And I can feel it right now. And they just start falling out under the glory. And then it shot out into the stadium. And people were getting healed from the front to the back. And nobody was praying for nobody, just in worship. They were just getting healed. And that's the season that we're in right now. We're in a season of creative miracles. That's where we're at this morning. And uh, I just want to release that into this atmosphere right now. Because I really feel in my spirit that there's some people here that's had birth defects, just problems from birth. And I believe today God's going to heal you supernaturally. So I just release it in here today, Lord. Just creative miracles today, Father. Any person, every person that needs a touch from the Lord, I just pray today that they do not leave this service today, Lord, without receiving what you have for them. How many believe we're in a season of creative miracles? We are. We're in a great season. Before I get started, I want to share something with you. For years, for five years... We were in a, uh, we have a ministry called, it's been called The Ark. It's just, uh, it's called Apostolic Resource Center, and we're in partnership. And uh, one of my good, dear friends, Chad Moretz, will you stand up, Chad? I'm going to put you on the spot. Chad Moretz, he's, a, he's a, over it, yep. Yep. And uh, we've worked long and hard to get this thing up and running. It's not a church. It's an Apostolic Resource Center. It's a center to train, equip, and release the body of Christ. That's what we're there to do. And uh, we started off five years ago. We were uptown on the square of Hickory. And through those five years, I can faithfully say that we never paid a power bill. Is God good? Five years? Now, Chad, you may have paid it. I don't know. But I never paid it in our ministry. <laughs> but here, I want to tell you this story. Because I'm, today you're going to be unlocked. I'm telling you, today you're going to get unlocked. Because God's going to heal your identity today. Because I'm going to talk on, on identity today. You know, it, when our identities are healed, our, our whole bodies can be completely healed and come into alignment. But I want to share this with you. The man that owned that building walked up to Chad and he said, I just feel like I need to buy you a... Can I, can I talk about this? It's a little too late. But I just feel like I need to buy y'all a building. So he bought us a building, and uh, a new building, and it's right in the center spot of Hickory, North Carolina. At the only five-way intersection there. Five-way intersection. That's great grace. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? And so it did take us four years to get it going, though, didn't it? Come on, everything's got to be a test. So it took us four years, but it's up and running, and we're doing uh, great things there. Well, we're not. The Lord is. And the Lord's doing great things. And so next Friday night, I'm having Karen Dunham. Does anybody know who Karen Dunham is? Oh, my gosh. She is like, like an apostle in the earth. She has a church in Jerusalem, which recently just got burnt down 
by the Muslims. But she is not stopping. She's continuing to move forward. Uh, I don't know exactly where they're meeting or gathering at this time, but her ministry is all over the earth. And they have like eight feeding stations in different countries. They're working in Kenya right now. And uh, in Kenya, the government has gave her much favor. She's going throughout the prisons and people are getting... There, there's a massive move of God in the prison systems in Kenya. And so now they're, they're having such a move of God that they're building orphanages to to house all the children that have been born inside the prison systems. And they're feeding, and God's doing great things, and she's going to be with us. And uh, on Friday night, I'd love if there's who would like to attend. I'm telling you, when she comes to town, she carries an anointing that is just astronomical. I mean, it's kind of like the four winds of heaven. When she prays and prophesies over you, it's like the breath of God just comes into your life. So I do have some of these. If you'd like to have a flyer, can you raise your hand? I don't know how many I have, but I have a few, and Michael's going to give you a few. Yep. It's a free event. There's no charge. i got one more thing. Years ago, Rocky, I wrote a book. Can you believe that I wrote a book? My gosh, just a country boy from Alexander County can write a book? Well, I wrote this book on retaining your healing. So at first I thought, you know, I saw so many people get healed, but six months later they lost their healing. And I was like, oh, we got to get this thing figured out, Dylan. So the Lord challenged me to, start, to write a book on retaining your healing, and it's twofold. It's actually retaining what God gave you, but actually retaining what He already gave you, which is healing for our bodies. So I want to give this book to Dylan. And Cassie, my, I have my beautiful daughter with me today. Can you stand up? I have my beautiful daughter, Cassie. Hey, it's a privilege to have her. She stays really busy. We have, uh, we're having late Easter today, so my whole family's traveling in. That's why my wife is not with me. But I have my daughter. And so I only have how many books? Two? I have just, I'm out of them. So Cassie, you just give them out to whoever you feel like you want to give them out to. Who, wait a minute, I heard there were some people here that, who, who's traveled the furthest to get here to this service this morning? Right, here's one and two. Okay, we get, there's another one right there. Yep, yep, cool. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Worse enough about me, we didn't come here to talk about me because I'm nothing. But I'm a son, and you need to realize that you're a son and a daughter. And so today I asked the Lord, I was like, what do you want me to talk about today? Because I teach on healing so much, but the Lord has got me in this uh, flow right now on identity, healing our identity so that we can actually become who we're supposed to be. Because when we're healed and our identity is healed and we re or revealed, then we can line up with the Father's will and become who we're supposed to be and not do. And so I want to just share a little bit about this morning. I want everybody to close your eyes. And I want everybody to say, Lord, crush my grapes this morning. Let it run over me. Let it run through me so that I can shine and be your image. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I want to talk about this. I, I got on this. Now, we're going to have fun because I believe in church we're supposed to have fun. You know, I grew up in religion, and I just, I'm sorry, but I just can't deal with that anymore because I like to have fun. I like to run, scream, jump, shout. I'm really kind of radical, so I have no idea what the Lord's going to do, but I'm just kind of in his flow, Mr. Dillon. I just flow with him. Because I'm this like Zechariah 4, 6. He usually don't give me my message until right before I speak. Whew, that is terrible, isn't it? Because I don't know what I'm going to say. But that's really good because I don't, I don't rely on my ability. I only rely on His. Because I only want Him to come and do what only He can do. And I only want to do what the Father's doing in the earth. I don't want to do what Heath Adams is doing. I want to do nothing but what He's doing because that's all the Lord done. He only done what the Father did in the earth. And so for the last two years, the Lord's been stripping me. Crushing my grapes. Tearing out my will and replacing it with the Father's will. Whew, that's a rough one, isn't it? Making me kingdom-minded instead of church-minded. Come on. Now, we all know that if there's anybody kingdom-minded, it's the pastors of this church. They're very kingdom-minded, and I've learned a lot from David. David is super kingdom-minded here. You know how, how many is in, uh, in uh, ministry here? Raise your hands. You know how you can tell if you're kingdom-minded or not? No, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it. Do you build others above yourself? That's the key. Because what you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. That is the key. The Lord told me that twice coming up the mountain by Perry Lowe's this morning. You know, the good apple orchard out here. Man, I love the falls. But coming up that hill, he's always speaking to me. And he's like, do you get it? And I'm like, yeah, I get it, Lord. And listen, what you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. That's a kingdom principle. And we need to get that in our life. We so in ministry want to build our ministry that we forget to build the kingdom. So when, when somebody else has a service or they have a book or have, they have something going on, the Lord challenges me to build them. So we're constantly advertising and building others. You know, I realized many, many years ago... When I was on the uh, West Coast, I realized that they were doing something called honoring. And they honor one another, and through honoring one another, they have unity. And through unity, presence and power comes. If you study Acts 2, through unity and honor, presence and power is released on the land. And so if you, if you ever look at the big movement going on out there, I was talking with somebody uh, this morning about it. It's that they honor each other. The ministries honor each other. They build each other. And so there's such a release of the kingdom in that region. But I believe on this coast, we are now entering in to this new thing called the kingdom of God. How about that, Dylan? We need the kingdom of God here in this area. You know, we say on heaven as it is on earth, but we don't build our brothers and sisters, Rocky. That's what happened in Dominican Republic. It was, the, it was the most precious thing I have ever seen. I have seen about every sickness healed that you can imagine instantly. Or just right, just instantly. Getting out of wheelchairs, blind, deaf, lame, tumors, size of softballs, melting. Just, just melting. I've seen all of that. I have seen, I've seen everything just about healed that you can imagine. Coma patients coming out of comas and all that good, fun stuff. That's just who God is. 
That's him. But when we start talking about unity, whoo, that's a different story. But when unity comes to the region and we can start building each other, we're going to start seeing a presence and a power released that's just, we can't contain it, Dylan. And that's what I saw in DR. I was like, God, this is amazing. He has said, I want you to do this in the United States. And I said, no, Lord, it's too hard to do this in the United States. We don't want to work together. We want to work for ourselves. But when we line up with his will, you know, Jesus had a will. Twice he's, he prayed the prayer. Father, not my will, but thy will be done in the earth. Jesus had to lay his own will down. So for two years, I've been laying my will down. I've been, I want to, I like when I was sitting there in the chair, the only thing that kept going through my mind was unlearned, 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 unlearned. Because we've grown up in what? In religion. So we only do what we know. We, our minds only focus on where we're at in the paradigms that we're functioning in right now. And so God is in this season of stripping all of that. If you really want to be used by the Lord and you really want to do greater works than the Lord, because the Bible says that, we got to be undone. I'm telling you, undone. There's worship leaders right now being raised in the land that are going to be like burning fire. I'm seeing them. When we travel around, I'm seeing them. They're like burning fire because if they don't get lit, we won't get lit. And God's lighting up a new sound and just, it's, going, it's in a new expression in the earth. I don't know who's here, but I just hear that for somebody here that sings today. It's going to, you got to get lit for Him. You got to burn so that we can burn. That's the way He's doing it. It's a brand new sound. So I went through all of this stuff. And I learned who I was. I'm a son. Amen. I am. And you're sons and daughters. I didn't even know any of this stuff, man. So the Lord put me on this rocket ship and I just shot me out there, man. And I was like, what is this stuff? I've never heard about all this stuff before on identity. And so I got to learn all this great stuff on identity. But what I found out was that one of the main reasons why people don't hold on to their healing after we do a miracle service is because they don't know who they are. Because if they knew who they were, a lot of times that sickness wouldn't even be there. And so we have to establish who we are. So I was asking the Lord, well, what do you want me to share this morning? He goes, John 10, 10. I went, John 10, 10. I've said that all of my life. You know, he says, says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And he says, I came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. And I was like, that just don't sound to me like identity. How do you get identity out of John 10, 10? Don't ask the Lord for that stuff because he's going to give you the download. So he started giving me this new download because all of my life, I've always said when I'm going through, through something, the devil comes to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. How many knows that verse? Man, I had to study that verse. And uh, that's not something that I've always done. I've not been a reader my whole life. I've not studied. 
But the last several years, I, I stay in my room. My daughter gets mad at me and my wife because I'm always in my room studying, listening, reading, learning because that's what the Bible says. It says, show yourself to prove. So I'm going to do it. And so I've been reading and I studied and I started li looking at John 10.10 10 and I'm thinking, how is this going to heal identity? And then I started reading from 1 to 10 and I want to read this to you. So I want to go to John 10, and I'm just going to read it really fast, verse 1 through 10. Are you ready? It says, I'm in the King James Version. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth. And the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And he, excuse me, it says, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Now this parable spoke Jesus unto them, but they didn't understand or understood not what the things he was speaking unto them. So then Jesus said again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Number nine, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. He shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it in abundance or abundantly. So I pulled out my good cell phone. How many of you guys like technology? I pulled out my cell phone and I just had to break this down. And, you know, I just went and did some studying. And what I found was that in the Greek, in this verse, that the thief means embezzler. It, the, the Greek word is, is ekleptos, and it means embezzler. It actually means false teacher. Are y'all got that? That's what it means. It, so I was thinking, Lord, how much are you going to make me unlearn? Because all of my life I've used this scripture, well, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But then the Lord just really got on to me about this. Man, I feel the anointing. Uh, the Lord just really got on to me about this. And he, he said, no, I want to teach y'all, teach you something on identity with this. And I said, yeah, come on, I'm ready. And so I, st I just was like, that doesn't even sound like the verse I've been quoting my whole life. I mean, come on. And he goes, yeah, that's because so many people try to go around me, they become thieves and robbers. I said, what? He said, yeah, a lot of people want to be sons and daughters, but they don't go through me. They go around me. And they become thieves and robbers. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, what are you talking about? He says, I'm talking about sons and daughters. And I went, Shh, my gosh, Lord. Now you're getting my attention. 
Because, I'll, you know, in the end of age, it says that the mysteries of the kingdom will be unfolded. So it's, it's, everything's just coming alive right now. Everything's just shifting and moving and coming alive. And I want to be a part of it. I really do. And I know that you do too. And so I started thinking about this verse, 1010, and, it, and when I read it now, I'm thinking, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy so is, is he really talking about the devil? Because in the context of that, what I read is it's talking about the embezzler or the false teacher. So, it, oh my gosh, it's really like we're looking in a mirror at our own self. Because we don't want to go through the Lord to get to the Father as sons and daughters. And we all know that we're in a, we're in a season where God's raising sons and daughters in the land. There's many mothers and fathers sitting in this room right now. And if you've ever wanted to do anything from the Lord, all for the Lord in your life, all you have to say is use me. And when you do, he's going to start transitioning old thinking, old stinking thinking out of our minds and putting the new. And what you're going to hear is you're going to hear that sound when that transfer truck backs up. It goes beep, beep, beep. Beep. It's going to get right to your ear and then your head's going to cock sideways because he's going to release all that, what, tradition of men. We know the rest of the scripture so he can birth the new. So you can't put new wine in an old wine skin. He has to break all of that. But I want to tell you that's where we're at in the body of Christ because I believe we're like right, right now, like Matthew, I mean, excuse me, like Malachi 4, 6, I believe that the Lord is returning the hearts of the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children, which includes the mothers, I believe. That's where all, you know, there's no separation in gender in sons and daughters. And so I believe that's where we're at. That's what I'm seeing in the earth. I've been seeing it for two years. It's busting loose all over the earth right now. It's pockets just blowing up all over the earth. And it's so hard. to I can't keep up with it, Rocky. It's happening so fast. What is God doing? He's doing what he did in Genesis. He wanted a family. He established a family. And he's coming back to what? To the family. That's what he's doing. But we got to know who we are and that we're a part of the family. What family? The kingdom family. The king's family. And so I was studying all this out and I realized, oh my gosh, Lord, I've done this in my own life. When he's required me to do things in different seasons... And I went around the Lord because it's so hard. How many, I know that I can feel it right now. There's some of you, it's been so hard that you just, you've pulled out and you're trying to go around a different route, but there's no other way. The Bible says it. He says, there's no, un, there's no other way to the father, but what? Through me. Right. It's funny how the Lord parallels everything. So we go through him for our salvation and we go through him for our sonship in to meet who? The Father. And so all of this, I was thinking, John 10, 10, I've done this to myself. And then I realized, I'm just going to give you a joke. You know, this is like a joke to me. And it may be to you, but I started thinking about how many times I spoke that scripture over circumstances and situations. I said, oh, it's just the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And I started thinking, 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 started thinking, oh my gosh, if I really use that scripture in the 
appropriate context of, in the Greek where it says that we can become the thieves and robbers, I'm actually prophesying mess over my own life. Think about that a minute. I'm declaring that I'm what? I'm releasing like me and creating, and I'm like, it's no wonder this stuff keeps going on. And so the Lord's cleaning up all this uh, Christianese in the body of Christ. We've got all these slogans and sayings. You know what I mean, Dylan. He's from South Africa. I've been there, man. It's just cut, dry, bone, dry, isn't it? Like, it is what it is. It says what it says. And, I mean, it's just the supernatural's just exploding over there in, that, over there in South Africa. I love that. I love it there. But that's what God's doing. Is he's healing our identity. There's so many sons and daughters in here. And during worship, I saw this broken glass. And the Lord showed me there's so many people's hearts in here that are broken. Broken hearts. And you don't see yourself as a son and a daughter anymore. And so you can't, if you can't see yourself in the mirror, they can't see you. They can't see the God in you. Because if your mirror is broken, you're not his reflection. And we have to become one. What do sons and daughters do? They reflect the Lord. They reflect the Father. And then what do they do? They release the glory on the earth. I've been seeing this glory. It's magnificent. I don't, I really, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I'm satisfied if I, if, if I don't preach or teach. It really doesn't matter to me anymore. I just want to see people birthed. Sons and daughters. And I believe that the Lord's going to do some birthing in here today. He's going to birth some things that were lost, and he's going to birth some new things to come. And so I continue studying all this out. How many is awake? Everybody awake? Come on. Are y'all getting this? Come on. So, you know, I'm, I'm just new at this in sonship and all this great stuff and identity. I am. I'm new, but I'm really catching on super fast. Because I've, I've been in a healing ministry my whole life, you know, my whole, our whole ministry career. And so I've been studying all this out and the greater works and all of this stuff, you know, greater works you'll do, you know, than the Lord. And it's hard to comprehend that. But when you study that out, and I'm not going to teach on that today, but if you study that out, you will go up a couple of chapters and you'll find that there were two of his disciples that did not know the Father. Because Jesus is telling them that he's getting ready to depart from them. And he's getting ready to leave. And they're going, tell me where you're going and what is this and this. And, and, he looks, and Jesus looks at both of them and tells them. He says, if you knew me, you knew the Father. They, they, didn't even, they never went through the Lord to get to the Father. And so we're going to do that today. We're going to go through the Lord to the Father today. And be established. Because that's what the Lord's doing. He's establishing his kingdom and you're part of the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Man, I just wasn't even looking at my notes in there. It's, I've just about preached all my stuff there. That's pretty good, isn't it? I don't know why I even write these things down. You know, I want to share this. I want to say this very uh, cautious. But you have to become a son and a daughter before you can become a father or a mother. Now, there's no way to go around the Lord. There's no way. If you do, you actually will become the fatherless. An orphan, even, there's even, you know, I'm not even going to use the other words, but you become like an orphan. 
And so that's, that's a lot of problem in the body of Christ today. We've, cause we, we don't want to go through the Lord. And the Lord's bringing us through Him right now, each and every one of us. He's bringing us through Him. I've been in a season for two years of just a crushing. Just a crushing, a crushing, a crushing, a crushing. And right when I get out, I go, Woo! This feels good! I'm excited! Hallelujah! I feel breakthrough! Whack! I'm back in it again. And I'm like, oh, God, why are you doing this to me? But each time I see more and more and more. And I told the Lord, I was like, Lord, I'll stay in the press if you will pour out your spirit like I saw in DR. If I have to stay there so you can release you, I'll do that. That's fine with me. I want to see, we say heaven come. There's a cost for it to come. And sometimes it gets so hard, we, we, we don't want to pay the price for the cost. Especially as sons and daughters. We can say we're sons and daughters, but never apply it to our life. Never. I know many people that say, yeah, I'm a son and a daughter. And I look at their life and there's no application of sonship in their life. None. Who's following them? Who are they raising? Because sons and daughters birth other sons and daughters and then they become fathers and mothers. And that's, that's Malachi 4.6. And so we're, we're getting our identity healed today. So many people are going to get healed today. I mean, it's going to be like popcorn in a microwave. Y'all think I'm kidding, don't you? Popcorn in a microwave. It's going to be that easy. We were just in Mississippi, and we were at Morton Church of God. I was just pressing into the Lord, and He was just giving me crazy things. And, uh, you know, I want to stop right there. I almost want to ask you this question. How many people, I want you to raise your hand. How many people here? Feels like they don't hear the Lord like they used to. Raise your hand. Anybody? Come on, it's okay. I'll raise mine. Come on. He's not there anymore. The clouds moved. He's not there. So you're trying to produce something new with the old thing. He's not there. He's gone. He's moved on. He continues to create daily. And he always, he's always baking fresh bread and fresh manta. And so how are we going to follow the, the baker if we're back here on the truck? And so he's been speaking to me in just ways I can't even describe. And so when I go back to press into the old ways, it's like eating stale bread. There's no nourishment. So I have to go over here and he wakes me up singing songs and everything I've never done before. And so... That's where we're all going in the earth. It's such a new thing in the earth. And that's really our identity is to become Him and find Him and seek Him and be like Him. And, and I'm just, it's really quiet in here. Y'all all right? Come on. Come on, I'll get used to it. I'm just messing with you. You know, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, never performed one miracle until he went where? But where did he go first before he went to the wilderness? Wow, she got it. And so he went where? He, he went over and said, man, I've got to get baptized. I want John to baptize me. And, uh, 
John pretty much said, I'm not worthy to baptize you. And Jesus said, yeah, you're going to baptize me. This is heathology here. And so he's going to, you're going to baptize me. So he baptizes them. And what happens? Do you know what happens? Immediately what happened? The Spirit of the Lord. What? Right. So we know that there was at least two baptisms there, right? In the water, out, old, old man, new man, and then the Holy Spirit. But I have come to the realization there's really three Three baptisms. Because at the very end, somebody spoke with a loud voice from heaven. And what was that voice? It says, this is my beloved son. In what? In whom I am well pleased. I believe right then that he got a baptism of the Father's love. I believe that right then he, he came and walked into his full sonship. And then he went into the miracle business. Because he never did it until when? Until he came into his identity as a son. He never had one miracle in their life or in his life. Same with us. We have to come into our identity as sons and daughters so that we can produce results for heaven. We have to do this. See, every one of you can lay hands on the sick and they can recover. And every one of you can lay hands on the sick and see miracles. Every one of you. Nobody's called any different. Nobody. We're all called to do the same thing. Aren't we, Dylan? Lay hands on the sick and they can recover. Any of us. When we were in Mississippi on Friday night, we were just, no, Saturday night, we were just hanging out on the back porch with all the youth because God is moving in this new generation, this young generation. And uh, I, I asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, I want to reach the millennials. And then I heard the dump truck backing up to my ear again. I went, oh my gosh. And uh, it's terrible, but it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Do you know that uh, in this season, it's the most fulfilling, Feeling thing that you can do in this season right now. It's not about ministry. It's about relationship. It's about relationship. And so if we put relationship first, everything will be the outflow or the overflow. Everything. That's biblical. That's what Jesus did with the disciples. And we've got our patterns messed up. And we put ministry first and people last. And the Lord's like, I'm going to fix all of this because if I, if I am going to have a massive harvest, who's going to father and mother them? And so if they father and mother out of the mentality of ministries first and their last, it's going to fall apart. It's going to be like, corn, you know, dry cornbread that just kind of just falls apart. You know what I mean? You know, I just, I don't know where that came from, but maybe I'm wanting some cornbread or something. I mean, that's just awesome. We've got to have fun. And, and, but there was, there's no moisture. There's no spirit. There's no water. And so there's no life. That's right. There's no life. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus, immediately after he gets baptized, and his father affirms him, where does he go? There goes the test. See, a lot of you immediately say, oh, God, help me, heal me, restore me, and use me. And then, boom, bam, bam, you get all this stuff, and then he goes, I'm going to test you. And you go, you run back into the closet or back into your house. You do. I did it. I did the same thing. I ran. 
And he got me and he pulled me back. Because I kept saying, I want to be used. And he said, well, if you want to be used, you're going the wrong way. You got to go this way. Because that way, that way produces nothing. And so if you want to produce in the earth, I've got to change your direction. And you got to follow me. Because that's what we're doing, right? We're supposed to be following who? The Lord. We're following Christ. Wow. That's what Jesus did. So immediately he goes out there and this one particular verse, Matthew uh, 3.17, just kind of popped in my mind here. And I want to pull it up right here since i got this great technology. Actually, I'm not going to pull it up. But what the enemy told the Lord, or Satan told the Lord, he pretty much told him, he said, uh, he said, if you will... Well, I thought they put it up there. He said, if you'll cast yourself down, then you can pretty much what? Does anybody know that verse? Call on the angels. So we know that verse. But then, what did the Lord tell Satan? It is written. Then what did he say? (gasps) Did you hear what she said? He said, you cannot test the Lord your God. Jesus knew who he was. He knew he was a son in the earth and that darkness had no power over him. He told Satan that. He told Satan, he said, don't test your Lord, your God. That's what he said. He said, the Lord, your God. It's the same thing. If you break it into all, if you study it all out in many translations, he knew who he was. And some of you are going to get awakened today to know who you are. Man, it's quiet. See, God is not looking for you to retire. He's looking to hire. I'm going to say it. He's not looking for you to retire. He's looking to hire. Listen, he's looking to and fro, and he's looking for sons and daughters that will reveal his glory in the earth. Sons and daughters that can release koinonia in the earth, which is relationship. There's a whole lot more to it than just that. But it's like blowing up in the earth right now. We've known ecclesia or ecclesia, however you want to say it, and now God's releasing koinonia, which is what? It's relationship. It's hearts opening up to other hearts so that they can become open and they can unlock into their destiny. That's what's going to happen today. I saw it in a vision. God's going to unlock hearts in here today just like that right there. It's going to be like keys are going to go in and they're going to just pop open. And and many of you are just not even going to be the same today. I'm telling you, it's going to be like liquid fire. It's going to hit your heart today. It's going to be like love you've never felt, like the Father's love. It's going to be the same thing Jesus felt when he got baptized. See, we've always wondered where he got the compassion. He got it that day when the Father affirmed him. Because love came, and love brings compassion, and compassion does what? It loves people. And, we, and I don't know about you, but through the busyness of life, I can even say it in my own strength here. I can say it too. Lord, I've lost compassion. And God's going to restore that today. He's going to restore our compassion, just like he did with the Lord. You know... Listen, if we're following the Lord, right? That's what we're following. That's our life is reflecting the Lord, okay? And the Bible says what? He says that we will go through the same thing the master went through. You will not go around the Lord. 
Okay, Lord, I'm going to say it again. You will not go around the Lord. And there's many here and many watching that's went around the Lord. And the Lord's calling you to repentance today to come back around and get in alignment and go through Him as sons and daughters. As sons and daughters. It's rough. The crushing's rough, but it produces the anointing. It produces the anointing in our lives. And that is the only thing that breaks yokes and transforms lives. You can preach all you want, but if there's no anointing, nothing's going to happen, will it, Rocky? If there's no anointing, there's no yokes being broke. And the crushing produces what? The anointing. And, and I know that it's been so hard for so long for so many of you, but God wants you to know today that you're almost there. You're like almost there. I mean, just almost. I just see it now. I see this bottle of olive oil, and it's just like getting ready to tip over. Like you're almost there. It's like you're so close to getting what you've always wanted. And you thought it was a ministry, but it's really your sonship. Because <laughs> the ministry is the overflow of who you were called to be. Because sons be, they don't do. And when you become, you become, you become his reflection in the earth. And that performance mentality falls to the wayside. And you're not performing anymore. You're actually being. It's two different things. And so when you walk in the room as a son and a daughter, you're being what? You're being the light that you're called to be from the father of lights. And so when you walk in the room, you just... The atmosphere changes. Things shift and change. Everything changes. You can speak to the wind and it can blow. Did you know that? Did you know that you could really do that? You can just speak to things and things just start happening because you're a son and a daughter. Just like me, just like you, man. And we got to know that. Not only do we have to understand that, but we have to apply it to our lives. We have to apply sonship to our life, to our children's life. We need to help them get into it. It's 11.59. Woo! Come on, I'm just going to just, boy, it's just quiet in here. It's like pin drop quiet. It's okay. The Lord told me ever to release him, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to release him. Do you know why? Because he wants to bring multiplication to Moravian Falls. That's it. He wants to bring unity to Moravian Falls. He wants to bring it right here and right now because it's a now season. And he needs some people that are going to lay their life down and say, I want to be that, Lord. I want to be a son and a daughter that can bring unity, can bridge ministries, can bring den bridge denominations, can bring people together. Why? So he can release presence and power. I don't know a whole lot about this area, but I do know it's been prophesied for, I don't know how many years that there's something massive coming to this region. Well, I want to I tell you, it won't come until we repent and get unified. That's it. Any other way is unbiblical. It only comes through unity, and it only comes when we become one with each other, and then he comes to the land. And then our hearts are ready to what? Steward the harvest to become sons and daughters who we're supposed to be to where we can invite the, our sons and our daughters to our coffee tables and we can pour into them what? Everything that we've learned for 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, 30 years, 
40, 50 years so they can carry it on. It never was for us. It was for the next generation. We sit on, our, on the pews every day, every week. There's sick people we walk by every day. There's broken hearted people every day walking by us. And we're still going, oh Lord, use me. Oh God, use me. You just walk by two people that are in a wheelchair. Oh God, I really want to be used. Oh, you know why you don't pray for them? Because you don't know who you are. Because if you knew who you were, you knew that when you prayed for them, that the kingdom would manifest in the earth and they'd get out of them wheelchairs, they'd get healed and get whole. But see, you don't do it, and, or we don't do it, because we don't know who we are. Because sons and daughters are heirs to the kingdom. And if they're heirs to the kingdom, everything the kingdom has, you have access to it. Every single one of you. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. Boy, that'll preach, won't it? Whoo, that's a whole nother day right there. Poverty mentality. We need to break that off some of us in here today. You were never meant to be poor. You were, he, listen, he became poor so you could be rich. That means he was rich and he became poor. So what? So you could become rich. All things. So if we're heirs to the throne, we're heirs to the kingdom, we should have an abundance. I mean, he just said it right there in John 10. He said it at the very end. He said, I come that you may have life and have an abundance. I don't know about you, but have you looked in your cabinets lately? Have you grabbed your checkbook and your checking account lately? And where's the abundance? When Dylan talked about tithing and releasing and giving, he said they gave their way out, didn't you? If you or I want to share this with you, there's only one way out of poverty, and that's giving yourself out. You sow yourself out of poverty. I learned that many years ago. You sow yourself out. Wherever the Lord asks you, you sow yourself out. I, I, I can tell you countless and countless ministers women and men that the Lord put in my path at an early age in ministry that it just touched my life. I don't have a problem with giving. I give in every service. I give in my own services. Every service I give. Why? Because that's scriptural. It says give and it shall be given. It's every service. So I don't have a problem with giving. Why? Because it's not mine. It's his. And so when we come into our identity, we realize, even with our finances, that it's not our money. It's His. And you're only giving back to what belongs to Him because He owns everything. You're just living in this earth and walking in your dominion. That what? That He owns. I mean, the Bible says He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns everything. Are y'all getting this? I got one more thing and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for some people. I got one more thing. I want to talk to you about the life of Peter. See, Peter knew the Lord just like many of us. Peter knew the Lord. He, listen, the Lord found Peter where? The first time. Where was, what was he doing? 
Man, is that not just like the most incredible thing? Because the natural reflects the spiritual. And so he grabs a fisherman to become a fisher of men, right? But so he gets him and then he, he, grabs, he grabs Peter, pulls him into his what? His fold, let's just say that, you know, and he teaches them everything and all this stuff. And then what happens? Jesus is going to the cross and he tells Peter, look, he says, hey, you're going to deny me three times. So what did Peter do? He denied him how many times? Man, I looked at John 10 and it said three times in that verse. It says, I am the door in that verse. And so Peter denies him three times. And then what does the scripture say? It says what? He felt so terrible, so bad. I'm going to say he lost his identity. This is heathology right here. I'm going to say you can go back and study it, but I'm saying that immediately he lost his identity. Peter lost his identity. Matter of fact, the scripture says that he actually went back and uh, he actually went back. It's in John 21. He actually went back to doing what? Fishing again. Some of you have done the same thing. Press my grapes, Lord. Crush them today. That's the key. We went back. I did it my own self. See, everything that I speak to you, I have, I have to go through. So I've already went through it. I did the same thing. I own a construction company. I went back. I went back to making money. The Lord said, the more you work, the less you're going to make. I said, well, how's that? He says, because I own everything. And everything started just happening. So I've come to realize that there's a balance in all of that. And so if I put him first, then he can add. Because that's kingdom. It says that. It says, seek ye first the kingdom and all things will be added. So when we put kingdom first, it comes. And so Peter does what? He loses his identity. And Jesus comes back again on where? On the sea. Again, the second time. And then what does he do? He calls him. And he's, you know, Peter's fishing and he has no... I'm going to say he doesn't have any clothes on, you know. And, you know, he says he puts his robe back on, jumps out of the boat back to the Lord. Some of you need to jump back to the Lord today. Y'all need to come back. You're sitting in, in, in a season of complacency. And God says, you're my son and my daughter, and I've called you to reveal my glory in the earth. And you need to come back to the ancient paths, the ancient, you know, your first love. Where's your first love? Where are you? Where are you, Lord? That's where he is. He's on the ancient past. We sing it. Open up the gates, Lord. We, we sing it. And if you, in John 10, I think, I don't know, it's like verse uh, 5 in there. It says that if you come through the door, that the gatekeeper will let you in. Listen, the gatekeeper wants to let you in today. Into finding out who you're, you were created to be as a son and as a daughter. There is no other way. I've learned that. There is no other way. There's only one way, and that's through the Lord. That's through Him. And you can have an encounter with the Father. I got one amen. Do you know the first time I had an encounter with the Father, I was driving to this church? I was coming up, eight, what's the road out here, 18? 
And uh, all of a sudden, I heard this voice in the car, and, and my son was, no, Cassie was driving, and I was in the front seat, and my son and my wife was in the back seat, and the father spoke to me. It scared me to pieces. It said, my son is trying to get a hold of you. I said, who is this? You talk about a paradigm shift. But I knew who it was. Because I just came back from Destin, Florida to be in a conference. And this prophet jerked my hind end out of the crowd and said, God is going to shift and change every paradigm that you have. I didn't know that guy. He said, I was up at 2.30 in the morning on the beach praying for you. I've never met you, but God's going to shift your paradigms so you can bring many in to the kingdom of God. And you can create a family that I've always wanted. A family without spot and without blemish. Where miracles are just the norm. Where people are healed and restored and set free and hearts are mended. And fathers love sons and sons love fathers and mothers love, love their children. And, and well, what is this love thing? Come on. What is this love thing? I mean, come on. Love is the best thing. Because love conquers all. And I'm telling you, many of y'all need to get healed today in your identity. It's been so fractured. Your identity's been so fractured by the circumstances of life, sicknesses, financial chaos. God wants to heal that today. He wants to heal it today. Man, y'all were just y'all were thinking we we're going to have some great big healing service. We are going to have a healing service. See, when you become into alignment with your identity, I don't have to pray over you. You get healed on your own. You get healed on your own. The diabetes will start to leave. Many are going to get healed of diabetes today. Diabetes will just get healed when you, when you line up. Necks will get healed and backs will get healed and body parts will get healed. And I believe many people today uh, that, have, that have had birth uh, issues from birth are going to get instantly healed because we're in a season of creative miracles. When A couple of weeks ago in Mississippi... I haven't seen the Lord move like that in 10 years. 10 years. Ear, deaf ears were popping open and people were getting new body parts and new glands and new thyroids. And it was incredible. Instantly. You know, I think that's what Bob Jones prophesied, didn't he? Did Was it Bob Jones or Arthur, somebody did or Arthur Burke or somebody? I don't know. I've heard it once or twice. But that's all I've heard is we're in that season. I've seen it. With my own eyes. I was with a minister three, uh, three weeks ago. And she was telling me, she's in the healing ministry. And she was telling me that this year she's had a tremendous amount of people. Well, I'm not going to say that. A, a portion of women that had had breast cancer. Is it called, what's that surgery where they actually remove mastectomy? Mm-hmm. That in her services, people are getting that. Women are getting brand new, creative, miracle breast. Is that not the most? That's the God that we serve. Could you imagine? She began to tell me about, she was overseas a while back, and this young girl that would get beaten every day by her dad. Every day. And that she would hold her arm up to defend herself, and she got hit so many times growing up that it messed up her growth plates in her arm. So her arm was like this long. 
And so during the service, when they began to pray at altar time for her, she said literally her arms started growing out and God started growing new flesh, hair, skin, everything. It just started. That's where we're at. But how can we reveal to a world the kingdom if we don't know who we are? We got to know who we are. We do. Because God has called us, hadn't he, Dylan? He's called us in this earth. We can pray like this for 20 more years, Rocky. And 20 more years, somebody's anointing. No, I believe God wants to anoint somebody today. There's some more. 20 more years will go by and we'll still be at that altar. We're trying to bring God into a building and he's already here. He's in you. We don't live old. I'm not in the old. I Listen, I love the old covenant. But we're not trying to get God in a building anymore. The New Testament, the new covenant says that we're the ark. We carry him, don't we, Dylan? And when we're sons and daughters, we, you just, you, you kind of get to a place where you don't believe anymore. You know. You just know who he is. You know that he's going to heal bodies and open eyes and heal hearts because that's his character. And as a son and a daughter, it doesn't matter how I feel. I don't have to feel the anointing. I don't have to feel anything because I know my father and he wants to know you. He wants to manifest through your own life. And there's some people even even on this uh, watching online, I feel it, uh, specifically for two people. He wants to know you. He wants to give you an encounter of who he is. That's where we're at. It's the season. It's the most listen, I have son, I didn't I didn't know this. I was going to walk into this. I mean, we're still listen, we're still packing out stadiums overseas like greater than I've ever seen before. And you get up to preach and the people just getting healed everywhere. It's not on me, it's on him. I just come to release him today. I came to release him today and who he is and who you are in him. You're in him and he's calling you to come back through him. Many of you have left and he's calling you today. Can we get some musicians or somebody, just a keyboardist to be great? Yeah. Many of you have been like Peter. You used to be so zealous for the Lord, but life's circumstances have crushed out that zeal, that fire, even your identity. You've like walked away from your purpose and plans in life. And I just feel like the Lord wants to restore it. I feel like that, that, some, that a lot of uh, you, your heart's going to be healed today. I just feel it. And I feel like there's going to be new wine and released on your life. New. But see, when God releases the new, don't put it in your old paradigm. It won't work. It won't fit. And a lot of you've tussled with trying to put the new into the old theology and the old wineskin. And that's why you, a lot of you have walked away. We want the new Rocky, but we don't want to go through the pressure of becoming a son or a daughter. We don't want to go through the pressure point.
the cooker, the pressure cooker to be refined so that we can be his image in the earth. That's who we're to become, right, James? His image. We say that we're his image, but what do we manifest? Take two minutes and close your eyes and ask yourself every week, what do you manifest in the earth? Who are you? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? It's time to come home. It's time to come home. It's time to come back home. There's no other way but through Him, through the Lord. Your ministries are not growing. Your businesses are not growing. Your families are in disillusion. Your families are divided because you're trying to go around the one that you're supposed to go through. And the Lord's calling you home today. What are you manifesting in the earth? Are you reflecting His image or yours? Because we are supposed to reflect the Father. We're supposed to reflect His image as sons and as daughters. You know, Jesus prayed in John. He said, Father, the glory that you've placed on me, I place on them, my sons and daughters. You're supposed to carry His glory. You're supposed to walk in the glory of the Lord. The same glory that the Lord did. Wow, think about that. I feel it right now. It's like tangible. It's like tangible glory. I can feel it. It's coming into the house right now. It's coming. It's right there. Come on. Let it come. It's coming on you, sir. Let it just hit your heart right there. Thank you. It's coming. It's coming. I just see a wine press. It's coming. He's calling you to deep places in Him. Deep places. Deep places. Theologies are going to be broken today. Thank you, Lord. Many of you are going to line up today with His will in your life as a son and a daughter. And when you do this, you line up to the will of the Father, you'll start seeing things in your life start shifting and things are going to start coming. Because we have put ourselves in positions of our own will and we've asked the Father to partner with our wills and it don't work. 
in our lives and our ministries, Rocky. And God wants to shift and change that today. And He wants to flip the paradigm. He wants you to release your will to His. And so I want to ask you today, if you want your heart healed, I just want you to get out of your seat and come to the altar. And I just want you to make a line right here, just all the way across. And we're going to pray for people to be healed too, but I brought my daughter today. Come here, Cassie and Michael. Can y'all just step back just a little bit? Just, yeah. Thank you. Come here. I'm going to put her on the spot for a second. This is my lovely daughter, Cassie. So I, I said, I said, Lord, I want to reach this young generation. My daughter just got wrecked in the full sunship, went to uh, Pennsylvania and went into a summer of sunship and came home and wrecked my life. We got to start listening to our children if we want to reach them. And so she, my daughter, she carries the heart of the Father. And she's going to pray for some people today and you're going to get your hearts healed. Because I asked her to come today and I asked her if she'd pray for some people. And she said, hmm. So I want you to close your eyes. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes and they're gonna just continue to play here for just a second. And can y'all just play a little bit louder? Just a little bit more aggressive, just a little bit. So here's what I want you to do. It's gonna be the craziest altar call you've ever done, but I just feel led to do it. Go to Jesus. Close your eyes and go to the Lord. For he says, I am the door. And I want you to see the Lord. And I want you to go through him. Go through him. Many of you are going to get healed just right there. Shh. 